On the show today, cruise provider Carnival reveals that personal data of guests and employees was compromised in a recent ransomware incident. The FBI warns that hotel Wi-Fi could be unsafe, especially for business purposes. A seed company claims Facebook banned its pictures of onions for overtly sexual content. In our scam of the day, I tell the story of how I messed with a scammer that contacted me through Facebook. And today's tip gives you six steps to lock down your Facebook account. All of that and more is coming up on the October 15th, 2020 edition of Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. We begin the news brief with some leisure news. Carnival Corporation confirmed last week that personal information of guests, employees, and crew were compromised in an August 2020 ransomware attack. Carnival filed a form with the Securities and Exchange Commission to reveal that personal data had been accessed, but it did not reveal the number of people affected or what information was accessed. In mid-August, Carnival announced that it had detected a ransomware attack that both encrypted some systems and resulted in unauthorized downloads. The company states that it is not aware of any misuse of this information to date. If you've been a customer of Carnival recently, it's important to be on alert. You will be receiving communication if your information was among the compromised data. However, you must be careful. Many malicious actors will jump on an opportunity to exploit current events. Don't be surprised if you receive a false email asking you to confirm your data in addition to the legitimate emails from Carnival. If you have been a Carnival customer, be sure that you verify any emails you receive before you hand over personal information. And moving to another part of the travel industry, the FBI has warned business travelers to exercise caution when performing work activities over hotel Wi-Fi. The FBI says it has noticed an increase in security incidents occurring due to the use of hotel Wi-Fi networks. The FBI report notes that some hotels have begun offering daytime hotel reservations to those who have recently found themselves working from home. People looking for some distraction-free time away from home may be enticed to rent a hotel room for the day, but may also be opening security holes in the process. Use of hotel Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi at other public places should be a concern anytime you're using it and not just when you're using it for business. In episode 13, we discussed how you can protect yourself when you're on public Wi-Fi. If you'd like to listen to it, you can at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode 13. And moving on to some social media news, a Canadian seed company has made news after their Facebook ad containing a picture of onions was rejected for being, quote, overtly sexual. 
Jackson McLean, manager of the Gaze Seed Company, asked Facebook to review the strange ban, but reported that he had not heard anything back for several days before he sought media attention. In a response after the story made headlines, a Facebook representative stated that its automated algorithm intended to block nudity or other sexual advertising was unable to distinguish between an onion and certain human body parts. However, it seems as though this flub probably gave Gay's Seed Corporation more free publicity than it could ever have afforded to purchase through Facebook. But just in case they're still interested in purchasing Facebook ads, the social media company reports that the ad has now been reviewed and is approved. And now we move on to our scam of the day. Today's scam is actually a first for this show because it came through Facebook and not through email. It all started with a message from a Facebook friend. The scammer began, Hi, Jim. To which I replied, Hello, how are you? The scammer then began, Well, I'm pretty good this beautiful morning and extremely happy for my life has experienced with a graceful turnaround. And yourself? Now at this point, I realized this was a scam. But I was curious to see where it was going to go. I decided to throw a little twist into things, so I replied with a fun story. Well, I'm not doing so well. I got infected with COVID-19 three days ago and I haven't been able to leave the house. Then I slipped and broke my arm yesterday, but I wasn't allowed to go to the hospital. So I had to set my arm myself and wrap it up, but I'm not quite sure I did it right. Hey, you studied how to set broken bones in your medical training, right? Well, the scammer clearly had a script prepared that he was using because he replied, That's great to hear from you. I'm doing good also. And have you heard about the Workers' Appeal Compensation Board giving out grant? I responded, No, I haven't heard about that. I could sure use the money right now with everything going on. Can you tell me more? Then the scammer responded, they are helping the retired, widow, unemployed, disabled, full part-time workers financially with fund throughout the whole universe. I'm so blessed because I got the sum of $50,000 delivered to me when I apply for grant. And it will not be payback. You can apply also, too. I was then sent a link to a form to fill out. I asked two questions in response but I never received a reply back. I assume that either the scammer couldn't understand my question or didn't have a response prepared for it. Now at this point, I decided it was time to make sure my friend knew his account was compromised. I didn't have any other contact information for him, so I reached out to another friend who I assumed would have contact information. He let me know that he had also been contacted by the scammer and that his friend was already aware. If you're contacted by a scammer through Facebook, email, or any other method, we'd love to hear your story. If you think we'd like to read it on the show, forward it to scam at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com. And now it's time for our cybersecurity pop quiz. Each episode, I'll ask you a question in the field of online security or privacy and it's your job to figure out the right answer. 
Today's question is a multiple choice question. The question is, which of these is not generally a sign that an email might be fake? A, a claim that you are about to be locked out of your account. B, poor English or grammatical errors. C, shipping information about a recent order you've placed. Or D, the announcement that you are the winner of a $10,000 prize. The answer will be revealed in next week's episode, but if you want to know the answer right away, you can visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz to find out if you're right. Plus, if you submit your guess on the website, regardless of whether you're right or wrong, you can be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude Season 2 in February. But your guess to this question must be submitted before the next episode is released at 8 a.m. on Monday, October 19th. For official rules, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash whizrules. Last week's question was, which of these precautions should you take when using your card at an ATM? The correct answers are A. Pull on the card slot to see if anything detaches. D. Cover the pin pad as you enter your pin. And E. Look for any unusual cameras mounted nearby. All three of these actions will help ensure that your information won't be stolen by a card skimmer. Pulling on the card slot will hopefully detach any extra devices that are sending card data to an additional source. Covering the pin pad and looking for unusual cameras will help protect your pin. It doesn't do the scammers much good to get your card data if they need a pin to use it, so they'll often set up a camera nearby to record you as you enter your pin. Now, obviously, the bank is going to have cameras watching you as you're at the ATM, but if you see a camera in an unusual place that seems to be pointed directly at the pin pad, it's a good reason to be suspicious. Even if you don't see any cameras, it's always a good idea to use your hand to block the pin pad. You never know where a camera might have been hidden. C. Call the police to examine the ATM before you do anything is obviously incorrect. You should only call the police if you find good evidence that the ATM has been compromised. And B. Drive around the bank several times before pulling up to the ATM is probably not going to help you. Now, if you have reason to be concerned that someone's watching you, it might be wise to drive around the bank a time or two. But unless you have a good reason, it's not going to provide any benefit. And if you are concerned about suspicious activity, you may just want to drive down the street to the next branch. It seems that almost everyone has a Facebook account now. Even those who prefer to use other social media sites usually still have an account on the granddaddy of social media. Facebook has many privacy options, but you may not be taking advantage of all of them. We'll discuss how you can keep your Facebook account protected when we come back from this short break. Hey, it's Jim. 
I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about a brand new class I'll be teaching. It's called the Five Day Security Boost. For five days from November 9th through November 13th, I'll be live on Facebook at 9 p.m. each night, teaching you about five quick changes that will make a huge difference in your online safety. It's a great opportunity to not just learn about online security, but also to ask me any questions that you might have. And if you can't make it live, you can still sign up because replays will be available through November 20th. For more information or to sign up, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash securityboost. Do you have a Facebook account? The chances are good that you probably do. As of June 2020, Facebook had over 2.7 billion active users, meaning that over one-third of the world's population has an active account on the site. Facebook has become a great way to keep in touch with people and for some to meet new people. However, it has also become problematic for people's privacy. First, there have been data breaches reported where companies or individuals manage to access more data than they should have been allowed to. But there's also the possibility that you've set up your account wrong and that you're sharing data with more people than you realize. For example, you could have posts that you thought were private, but that you inadvertently made public. So with that in mind, here are six steps to take to lock down your Facebook account. First. Check what apps are connected to your account and remove any that you don't need. Facebook has the ability to connect third-party apps to your account. Many of these apps offer benefits, but they're also a possible vector for compromise of your data. There have been several recent scandals involving companies that used app access to get data about people. In some cases, this was an unintentional result of a bug in Facebook's code, but in other cases, this may have been permitted by Facebook's policies. If you're using a desktop computer, go to the Settings page by clicking on the upside-down triangle in the top right, then select Settings and Privacy, and then Settings. Once there, choose the Apps and Websites option. You can view the list of apps that you've granted access to your account and remove the connections you no longer need. On mobile devices, you'll click on the Settings option and then go to Settings, Account Settings, and then Apps. Second, you'll want to check your Facebook privacy settings. You can start by doing a privacy checkup. This is a quick way to ensure that the basic privacy settings on your profile are set the way that you want. You can access the privacy checkup by going to facebook.com slash privacy slash checkup. Once you've completed the privacy checkup, you can go through the rest of your privacy settings. You can access these by going to the settings page, just like you did in the first point. Then choose the privacy option. While there, you may also want to look under face recognition and timeline and tagging for additional privacy options. Third, set up two-factor authentication and login alerts. As you know, if you've listened to previous episodes of this show, 
Two-factor authentication means that you'll have to enter more than just a password in order to sign in. On Facebook, you'll receive a code by text message if you sign in from a new device. Once you've approved that sign-in, it won't ask you for a code again. You can also set up login alerts to go to your email. That way, if someone does sign in from a new device, you'll also receive an email alerting you about the login. And finally, while you're there, you may also want to review your login history. You can see every time you've logged in recently, along with information about the device that signed in. If you see anything suspicious, you can block that device and also sign out from anywhere that you're currently signed in. To access these settings, go to the Settings page and then select Security and Login. All of these options will be available there for you to configure. Fourth, you may want to consider selecting a few trusted contacts that can help you restore access to your account. If your account is compromised and someone takes it over, these friends can help you regain access. It will take at least three people in order to gain control of your account, so one person can't do it alone. And even then, there are controls in place to ensure that the link is only sent to you and not to anyone else. You set the trusted contacts on the security and login page of the settings, the same place we visited in the previous step. The people you select will be notified once you've picked them, so it might be a good idea to let them know before you put it in the system. Fifth, view your profile like other people see it. It's possible to make posts on your profile that only you see. For example, my mom does that with recipes that she wants to try at some point. But sometimes you may have accidentally made a post private or public that you didn't intend to. I recommend occasionally viewing your profile as the public would see it. This would tell you what someone who is not a friend would see if they visit your profile. You can also change it so that you're looking at it like any of your friends might see it. This particular feature isn't accessed from the settings. It's accessed from your own profile page. When you look at your own profile, you'll see a small I button. That button is what will activate this View as Others feature. I definitely recommend checking this occasionally to see what you might have posted that other people can view. And sixth, remember that not every profile on Facebook is real. It's possible, even likely, that you could get a friend request from a fake account of someone you know. If you get a friend request and it's from someone that you're already friends with, Double-check with the person to make sure it's actually theirs and not a fake account. My mom recently had someone fake her account. That person began sending fake messages to other people through Messenger. He did contact a few other people, but then he contacted me. Since I was already aware of what was going on, I was able to report the account to Facebook quickly. So when you're contacted by someone, Make sure you're speaking with that person's account, and always remember that like in our scam of the day, that person's account could also be compromised. By taking these six steps, you can help ensure that your Facebook profile remains secure and private. First, 
Remove any unneeded apps. Second, check your privacy settings. Third, set up two-factor authentication and login alerts. Fourth, configure your trusted contacts. Fifth, check for public posts that you don't want public. And sixth, watch out for fake friends. That does it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to join us again next Monday, where our tip will discuss how to set up a device, such as a phone or tablet, for your kids. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for links to the articles mentioned, more information about today's tip, and a transcription of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would consider visiting our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.